Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Wednesday. Stand by for news. Well, as we start out today and end the program, I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving. It just doesn't come in November. Every day for the Christian, 365 should be a day of Thanksgiving. Don't you think? What motivates you to express any gratitude to God? You know, we often remember to thank Him for things that are positive happening in our lives. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says that we're to give thanks in, oh, in all things, which includes difficult times as well as happier circumstances. So is it difficult today for you, or is it a happy time? Of course, thanking God for something painful may be illogical, but it's not. There are a number of reasons why, no matter what we're going through. It's truly good to give thanks to the Lord, Psalm 92.1. First reason, Psalm 107, verse 1, which tells us to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And then our gratitude magnifies the Lord. He is glorified when we acknowledge His goodness and thank Him for His continued blessings. And thankfulness reinforces our faith, doesn't it? When we remember how God has met our needs, protected us, answered cries for help, our trust in Him is then strengthened. Yeah, it's easy to be grateful when we've received something we've desired for a long time, but God wants us to express thanksgiving in everything. Remember that. What in the world is going on? Look, Ma, out the window. A blizzard in Indiana. All across this part of the nation, tornadoes, tons of them last night down south. Here, we're getting six inches of snow. Don't go out of the house, they say. Ah, the weather. Here in Indiana, wait five minutes. It will change. How is it in your neck of the woods? If necessary, stay in. Be safe this Wednesday. So what's the bad story where you live today? Dateline, Westchester, New York. A 15-year-old girl going to spend up to nine years, count them, nine years in prison in connection with the April 2022 stabbing death of a New York high school cheerleader. The district attorney's office said that Susan Cassie sentenced the teenager, who was not named because she is a minor, to three to nine years in prison after she pleaded guilty to first-degree manslaughter. The victim, 16-year-old Kayla Green, a cheerleader at Mount Vernon High School. The fatal event took place during a large brawl after a parade to celebrate the 12th state championship title the high school boys basketball team won. So cheering for victory ends in a stabbing death. Sad state of affairs. Oh boy, lots of stuff happening today. The Democrats are mad. Representatives Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, Ilar Omar who were stripped of their committee assignments by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy have accused him of political vengeance in a statement issued last night after he again blocked their appointment. It's disappointing, but not surprising that McCarthy has capitulated to the right wing of this caucus, undermining the integrity of Congress, harming our national security in the process, blah, 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 shift. In that case, it's politics as usual. If you were in the same seat, you'd do it and you know it. Statement's the latest. These three Democrats really upset. He struck a corrupt bargain in his desperate and nearly failed attempt to win the speakership. A bargain that required political vengeance, and that's what's happening. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think everyone has to ask, what is your problem, lady? A Florida woman was pulled from a storm drain for the third time in two years. 
The Delray Beach Police Department said officers and firefighters responded to a report of a woman possibly in distress while swimming in a canal. The department said officers located the woman, identified as Lindsay Kennedy, and asked if she needed help. She, uh, I guess, ignored them and climbed into a storm drain. Hello. How some things we just don't understand. For me, it seems to be any more. So many things I don't understand. Climbed in a storm drain? Okay. Well, here's a little government maneuvering. San Diego County's Regional Transportation Agency, their latest plan is designed to make driving so expensive there that you succumb to public transportation. In addition to the current gas tax and registration fees, their plan adds three new half-cent sales tax and increases over 800 miles of San Diego County freeway lanes, converting them into toll lanes and a mileage tax for every mile you drive to pay $165 billion in public mass transit monies. So this kind of stuff goes on all the time. Just, this is the biggie. Good grief. A Florida teacher has resigned after the local sheriff's office discovered she has been engaging in explicit video jabs with her prison inmate boyfriend during school. Donna Barber, 52 years old, informed she would likely be terminated from her job at the Franklin County School, but instead elected to step down. She quit this week. She was close to retirement after working as a teacher for some 30 years. You know, we had a member of our church who was a Fort Wayne police officer. She uh, got involved with a guy in prison, and oh, that's a long story. How does this happen? Life. 101, huh? So, are the conservatives hanging in there when I think about news, radio, television, anything? Fox News Channel, you've heard about them. They've just continued to dominate cable news viewership. Last week is MSNBC, CNN. What a couple of losers. They struggle to get any viewers, especially those that pay the bills. The coveted advertisers are Fox News averaged 1.4 million viewers from January the 16th to the 22nd, making it the only basic cable channel to crack the million-dollar mark. ESPN finished second with an average of 825,000, followed by MSNBC, HGTV, Hallmark, CNN. They managed to get 400,000 viewers during the same period. So what's happening? Fox is crushing it. And the lefty loonies continue to lose. Don't let them tell you otherwise. They are gaining no ground. So we have the lefty loonies, of course, in the news media. We talk about it every day. And then you have the lefty loonies in politics. They wasted no time. They blamed bigotry, white supremacy. Whiteness is a big problem in America, if you didn't know it. For Saturday's mass killing in the predominantly Asian community of Monterey Park, California, and before the facts came out about the shooter, Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck the Loser Schumer on Sunday tweeted that he was heartbroken over the tragedy that America must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever it rears its ugly head. This guy is an idiot. The losers were coming out of the woodwork. Democrat Francesca Hong, 
of the Wisconsin State Assembly tweeted, This tragedy is beyond hate. We are broken as a nation. We have mass shootings and white supremacy reigning terror on America. Where is my gun? You know, I think we deserve all of these nutcases ruling in politics in nearly every state. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, okay, what's the matter here? Cat, got your tongue? The National Archives and Records Administration has remained, well, months silent. In the weeks since President Biden's classified documents, that scandal broke a vastly different approach than it took regarding former President Trump and his storage of records. Since the passing of the Presidential Records Act, presidents and vice presidents are required by law to hand over all presidential records to the National Archives. On its website, this group dubbed itself as the nation's record keeper. And you got to admit now with pimps and that, they're doing a really bad job, don't you think? It's the collection of records, helps us claim our rights and our entitlements, hold our elected officials accountable for their actions, and document our history as a nation. Well, you're doing a poor job. It appears the National Archives have fallen quite short of its mission following the revelation of Biden and Pence and Trump and the classified documents. Oh, boy. What do you think's going on? More and more saying, hey, it's time to stop, look, listen, and do something. We got a mess on our hands. Classified documents here and there and everywhere. God, great, Charlie Brown. Big Donald Trump supporters, Diamond and Silk. Oh, yeah. Lynette Hardaway has died, died earlier this month from heart disease connected to chronic high blood pressure. Hardaway, known as Diamond of that conservative duo, died earlier this month at age 51. Her sister, Rochelle, is, is known as the Silk part of that. The sisters have been ardent supporters of former President Donald Trump who spoke at a service celebrating her life on Saturday. Donald Trump footed the bill for the service. What else is happening on the ridiculous side of life? I know uh, when I was young, one of the first really big deals for me was going to the A&W restaurant or drive-in in Huntington, Indiana. Rooty! The great root bear, the mascot of A&W for the last 60 years, is going to, well, going to put on some pants. What? It's a sign of the times. Rudy's lack of pants has been polarizing and people are complaining. See how crazy it is in this country? America, let's talk. Since 1963, was that an eighth grader? The, the Rudy, Rudy, the great root bear, has been the beloved spokes bear for the company. And the company says, we knew people would notice because he's literally a six-foot-tall bear wearing an orange sweater. But now we get it, people. Even a mascot's lack of pants. Oh, brother, can be polarizing. So moving forward, Rooty will wear jeans. The company said Rooty will remain the company's official spokesbear despite the update. Yeah, they're all crazy. We've arrived in Moronville. Should we have bought that house last year? Goldman Sachs expects home values to worsen through this year amid continued skyrocketing interest rates and declining housing prices. 
The firm wrote to clients earlier this month that it predicts four U.S. cities going to suffer the most catastrophic dips, drawing comparisons back to the 2008 housing crash. San Jose, San Diego, Austin, Phoenix, Arizona are going to see some real drastic decreases. You folks get ready in those areas out west. What else is happening? Happened yesterday on Capitol Hill. Ticketmaster defended itself against uh, members of the Senate who are trying to understand why buying concert tickets invites the same level of stress as negotiating a hostage situation. This hearing marked the company's third time testifying in front of the Congress over antitrust allegations since back in 1994. Go get them. Here's the problem, they say. Since Ticketmaster merged with entertainment company Live Nation in 2010, it has dominated the live event space, getting over 70% of all the business. And, well, that ain't right, they said. We'll see where we go from here. The DOJ is suing to break up Google's ad business. Yeah, a handful of states are accusing the tech giant of abusing its market power through its tech that controls how the U.S. digital ad industry operates. Google, with antitrust enforcers before, they've had trouble tangling. The DOJ brought a different lawsuit against the company in 2020, but this suit is a significant one, they say, and you'll hear about it in the days ahead. Let's talk a little bit more about this one. A lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence right here in the great state of Indiana found approximately 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah, 12 marked documents. Marks has classified it, Pence's home. Those documents have been turned over to the FBI, and Box wasn't even opened up since he left Washington. I was telling my grandsons on the way to church the other day, Walmart, never heard of it when I was younger. Everything was Kmart. Remember that? Well, Walmart, that country's largest private employer, is boosting its minimum wage for hourly U.S. employees, gone all the way up to 14 bucks. That was from a starting pay of $12. Uh, that's going to happen next month. The pay will affect 340,000 Walmart employees and raise the company's average hourly wage to $17.50. There it is. Handing out raises isn't trendy at this time, but boy, everybody needs employees. The U.S. could make an announcement as soon as today. It's going to send more than 30 of its M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. And hey, 10 officials there resigned yesterday as a result of anti-corruption. A drive there by Ukrainian President Zelensky. American skier Michaela Schiffen broke the record for the most World Cup wins by a woman yesterday. Her 83 victories made her number one. Did you know working at home saves commuters around 72 minutes a day? That's a big deal. That's a new study out by the National Bureau of Economic Research. And the doomsday clock which is used by scientists to gauge how close humans are to annihilation, moved to 90 seconds before midnight. That's the closest it's ever been. Scientists said the shift was largely due to the war in Ukraine. Finally, we should go there to a restaurant in New York. It doesn't employ chefs. They employ grandmas. And every day, a different grandma from around the world designs her own menu. I like it. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Got to pause now then and say, what is life all about? Think about this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
I just have to pause now. There's so many negative things happening everywhere in the world. You hear me talk about the new America, flood of evil. You know it's true. What to do? What should I do? And you know, all of this stuff affects you. The Bible is true, my friend. It is correct. It is perfect. You and I got to get on with our Christian life, regardless of what's happening around you. Today may be a great day for you. Today you might be in the pits for any number of reasons. You may be filing bankruptcy today, or you've lost a loved one. God is in control. That's been our attitude for quite some time at Greg Patton Ministries, my friend. Get in touch with us. Yeah, gregpatton.com. Appreciate your emails you've been sending me, and uh, we want to thank you again for supporting Greg Patton Ministries through this radio program, and thank all of the churches that have had us in their pulpits and have supported us as well. God bless each and every one of you. Well, Sunday at our church in Fort Wayne, I was on it uh, consistently, being thankful. We need to pause now and then. And thank God for all that we have, starting with salvation, and then just go down through the list. Trials and troubles, tribulation, as I just talked about, it comes your way, my friend. But God knows what he's doing. He loves you. No one loves you more than him. And he's got a plan for you. And sometimes it gets a little ugly in your life. But continually, in everything, the Bible says, give thanks. Do you do that? Do you know what happens oftentimes? We get to thanking God for going down through our little, but before we know it, it's the, I need this, I want that, please do this request theme. Do you find that your thank yous quickly give way to kind of a list of requests? In Psalm 92, one says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It was a lesson that God's been trying to reach his children with for a long time. Shortly after the Israelites were freed from Egyptian bondage, he issued commandments for how they were to live, and those included a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Read Leviticus 22. The value of thanking God, why would the Lord be so concerned about the Hebrews' gratitude? For over 400 years, they were slaves in Egypt. They were surrounded by heathens and exposed to that country's false religion. Now, after their supernatural deliverance across the Red Sea, suddenly they were free. Deuteronomy 6, 20-23. The Lord was establishing a new nation, and he knew how critical it was that the people understand this foundational truth. He was the one true God. I like that chorus, by the way, one true God. In addition, he wanted to protect them from intermingling and falling into idolatry. So easy to do, even today, very easy to do today. And that would threaten not only their well-being, but also their witness to the entire world. And so it was God's desire to get the young nation's attention fixed on him. That's one reason he required thank offerings twice each day, two times a day. In carrying out this commandment, the priest stayed focused upon the one who was their creator, their deliverer, their provider, and their guide. God is in control. Remember that today. Their sacrifices were also frequent visible reminders to the community that they all owed their freedom owed their life, and therefore their devotion to the miracle-working God, Jehovah. Just as the Israelites were to recall the Lord's blessing and offer thanks each morning and evening, believers today ought to follow that pattern, don't you think? No matter what is currently going on in your life, again, whether you're happy or sad today, we're all blessed. God deserves our appreciation. 
as an example. He created us and gives us each breath, each day, each second. He cares for us. He helps us. He shows his love to us in so many countless ways. And most of all, he sent his son Jesus to die in our place and deliver us from the power of sin. And knowing that we will have eternity in his presence, that ought to make our hearts absolutely overflow with gratitude and at least mentally we ought to do some cartwheels today. And yet, thanking God may not come naturally to us because we live in a culture that in many ways is ungrateful and takes so much for granted. And such an atmosphere of entitlement, that's America today, entitlement, it's easy to let thoughts drift toward what we want instead of expressing appreciation for what we already have. And this can be true of many Christians who have such awesome blessings as well, divine love, eternal life, the forgiveness of your sins, just to name three. But ingratitude in any sort does not fit the believer. Failure to thank the Lord is a serious thing because in essence you're saying, this is my life. I can do what I want to do. We should constantly be mindful that every single aspect of our being was a creation of Almighty God. And that's why so many scripture verses emphasize praise and worship. The Heavenly Father wants His children to recognize Him as the source of everything they have. So let me say it again. You can't hear it too much. Appreciation, therefore, should be a vital part of every Christian's life. Are you doing that today? That twice a day they were to give those thank offerings. Yeah, you and I need to stop. I thank God. I remember when I was first saved, and time has a way of changing things. But I would drive a path from our home there in Cherubusco to Columbia City, about eight miles, and oftentimes thinking that I was saved, no longer going to hell. God had changed my life, restored my marriage, had given me kids. I would drive down the road alone, crying like a baby. And that's something. Why? I just couldn't believe it was this great that a Christian could have this great a feeling inside. You don't have to have really anything. I have met some great Christians on the streets of New York City and, and right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. One of them went from walking the streets and bathing in a filling station bathroom to now a very wealthy man here in our community. God just continued to lift him up as he was a soul winner every day and every day telling others how to live the Christian life. God just made his business boom, and he went from walking to driving a sports car. Well, that's another story. I'm just simply saying, my friend, give God thanks and praise always. It will be such a blessing to you because you are being obedient to Almighty God. And one of my favorite taglines in all of this is that is a great way to live and a great way to die. Serving Jesus, being thankful, do it today. And speaking of Thanksgiving, here's one. Thank you, sir, for saving my life. That's what one woman sang today to a good Samaritan who pulled her from a burning car. Rescued from a burning car, 63-year-old woman thanks Sebastian Picardi of San Dimas, California. Picardi was walking his dog there when he witnessed a 2015 Mustang crash into a concrete barrier and steel guardrail, flames emerging from the dash. Picardi sprung into action and pulled the 63-year-old out of the burning vehicle. Oh, Sebastian, thank you for saving my life. I really, excuse me for a minute. I really felt the full impact of 
What happened, she said. Picardi was honored by the local sheriff's department, I guess. Finally, a couple of closing thoughts, like from KFC. We never stored our secret recipe in a garage. That's why it's still a secret. And uh, my bed, it's a magical place where I suddenly remember everything I forgot to do today. <laughs> does that sound at all? Of course it does. Hey, why don't you do it today? Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I continue to say it. I really do need some friends. And that's the way it is, Wednesday, January the 25th, 2023. God bless. Have a great day.